Hello there and welcome to the XL Podcast. Back again. This time we are talking about Group B of the FIFA World Cup. Yes, we are talking football. My God, what is going on in the world? Um, the World Cup is just around the corner. We've already gone through Group A. If you've missed that, you definitely go back and give that listen because it's definitely worth it. However, we are moving on to the second group and it's the one that everybody in the UK really is probably looking towards and that is the group with England. It's a group with Wales. It's a group with the USA and it's a group with Iran. It's a fairly nice group on paper but you know what I think I need to talk about it a little bit and luckily enough I've got once again uh my my co-anchor my my, my side man um that is Jack welcome back again Jack yeah um it's good to be here once again going through the groups uh, I know this is a personal favorite for for quite a, a big majority of the the XL discord yeah, and I think they'll, they'll definitely have some comments to, to make about what we say in this, so uh, let's make as controversial as possible. And uh, you know what? Just to add some more controversy, we brought in a Welshman as well. Hello, Ollie. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Saz. Yeah, I'll uh, try and not uh, throw too much shade towards England. I'll try and be partial where, it, where I can. <laughs> no, that, that's absolutely fair. So um, I think we may as well just jump two feet straight in. Let's go for it. We'll talk about England, we can talk about the Welsh perspective as well, a little bit as well, which would be quite good. So, um, we'll start off by talking about England, obviously, um, the back of, of two amazing tournaments um, from a, an English point of view, and the fact they got to the, the semi-final of the World Cup, which was a little bit unexpected, but sort of the, the draw went the right way for them, and then the um, the Euros, which was everyone thought was the moment it's coming home, but it turns out it was coming Rome instead, so um, tears all around London, all around... The, England and tears of laughter around Ireland, Wales and indeed Scotland I can promise you that from up here um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously going into this tournament it is going to be a little bit different for them, um, I think the momentum's definitely not been on their side at all uh, they, they, they look like they're struggling, they're, 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 they're really not getting anything together um, and I, I, I don't know what it is it just feels like that this England team are stumbling into the World Cup rather than running into it uh, Jack, what, what's your opinion, first of all, the England team and obviously any other comments you want to make about managers or that as well? You, you made a good point there um, leading into it about stumbling their way into the World Cup, which is, is really, really odd for England because you always see them as the team that dominates their um, way into the World Cup, that dominate their, their qualifiers, that dominate the friendlies on, on the road to like 2014, for a good example. They had a, a really, really good... Um, qualifying campaign and then got to the World Cup and finished bottom of their group. Um, 2018, good campaign and then and they got to the semi-finals with the, and admittedly an easier route to the semi-finals but um, the less said on that the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what it is about this England team. Um, I've, I've said quite a few times that they're, they re- remind me of just a, a lower end of the table Premier League football team with some of the tactics that are played with how defensive they are when re- really with the, the amount of creativity and talent in the attack and midfield they should be the exact opposite um, they should be taking teams by the scruff of their neck and realistically putting three or four past most if not every team they play but that, that's, that seems to be the way it is with um, Southgate's tactics and if re- realistically, um, for for England fans, I don't really care. But he, he should be gone after this World Cup. He probably should have been gone after the Euros. But I know we got them to a final. But 
it's just you see the tactics there, but then they, they get good results, so they're sort of pushed to a side. And it wouldn't surprise me. I know we're not really getting to the prediction side yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if we have a shock early exit for England. Interesting. So you don't think that this group could potentially be the thing that actually helps with the momentum of the fact that it is a a nicer group compared to what there is out there? I don't. I don't think England can underestimate anyone at the minute with the with the how how they're playing and and the the lack of of anything that they seem to be given at the minute with the, the lack of of creativity that seems to be seen in the starting lineups put out the the amount of um attacking and creative players left out of of teams and just all other players that are just being left out for no good reason tomori was a good example it just didn't get a sniff of the england team for such a long time for it seemed to be no reason despite being obviously like the the best player in the Serie A last season um but yeah yeah the, the, you look at this group you have iran us wales and that should be a group that england are topping with three wins and and a really good goal goals um goal difference uh, that's what i was looking to say but i don't, I don't think it's going to be that easy for them yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all on that. I, I'm genuinely concerned going into this tournament, and I think it's a, the first tournament for a little while that I have been quite as concerned as I am, but we shall see. Hopefully they prove me wrong. But, um, Ollie, from a from a Welsh point of view, first of all, obviously England, it's the mm-hmm. the, the injured beast, I think, is, is the phrase that certain people are using at the moment. And does it feel like it's an opportunity to take, take England down and potentially top this group? Well, top of the group is it would be fantastic. Um, the last time we were in a group with England, that's what we did back in 2016 Euros. Um, but, you know, I don't think you can discount England. Obviously, they've struggled recently. You look at the Nations League, obviously getting relegated, um, losing both games to Hungary um, recently as well. It just seems, you know, like, like, like Jack said, they've got some fantastic players, you know, some creative players, you know, Phil Foden, Saka, you know, Jude Bellingham, great goalkeepers in, in, in Ramsdale and, and Dean Henderson. Um, but they just can't seem to, to click at the moment. It seems that they're they're not they haven't got a, a team unity and it would be great for, for Wales to, to beat them, but I, I don't think we've got enough um talent in there to, to beat them. England have got they could play and still beat us. So we will give us a, the best effort. But I know I think like like you've said and like Jack said, I think if I was an England fan, this is probably the the last couple of years. Uh, this would be the the most worried I've been going into a tournament. Interesting. I I, I do find that interesting from a a Welsh point of view. But do you know what? We can touch on that again in a little moment. But um, I think the the only thing I, I'll say about this England squad is I I really hope that he does see past the big teams and looks at the better players because I think you know Jack, you you touched on it with Fakao Tamori. I think there there are some players out there across across Europe as well as obviously in England and even at the smaller teams um, I think the, the obvious one, you know, we know Jude Bellingham will go, um, we hope that Tamori will go, um, but I, I look at players such as, as ones like and I know these are going to sound like ones that should be slam dunks, but it's the England squad for God's sake um, I, I think of people like um, Ivan Tony, Callum Wilson, uh, these are two guys who are banging goals in and, and should be you know walking onto that plane um, I, I I think that midfield as well. I, I I worry about who he's going to pick. Um, 
there, there, there's there's something in me that's saying that he's going to be starting Mason Mount every game over James Madison, for example, and I think that'd be a mistake. Um, defensively, Harry Maguire should be nowhere near an England squad anytime soon, but I, I'm almost certain he's going to be on that plane, and people will say, oh, but he plays well for England. I don't really care how well he plays for England because he's still a liability and he's got that moment in his back pocket where he can absolutely muck things up. And if you put somebody like... Harry Maguire again. Say, I'm I'm just picking picking names, but say somebody like Killian Mbappe, you know, someone with a lot of pace who can just absolutely punish you. He's going to have an absolute field day, and he's going to destroy that England squad. So, for the love of God, I, I just... even sorry, sorry to interrupt, yeah, no, but even just someone within the group, Dan James, he's not a spectacular player, but. Give him a 1v1 against Harry Maguire and he'll probably rinse him nine times out of the ten. Even if you look within, within again, you know, the own group, you can look at um, Pulisic. Pulisic is a very quick player. And you know what? He's probably a, one of the most technically gifted players in that group. When he, when he goes to the international stage, he becomes a different animal. And you put someone like him against Maguire, it's just going to be stupid. Oh, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried. But yeah. Anyway, I, I think I'll move on before I start going on another rant because I could genuinely rant for 20 minutes about how how things are going wrong. But um, we shall continue on to uh, the next team in Group B. And we know exactly who that is, don't we, Ollie? It's the US. No, it's Iran. It's Iran next. My bad. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to go straight on to Wales, but I'm happy to talk about Iran. Oh, next. I. Oh, so I was literally looking how it was literally drawn, but we could talk about Wales or Iran, I don't mind. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go Wales. We'll go Wales first. I, I know oh, a bit about Iran, yeah. so I'm quite looking forward to that, flexing my knowledge. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you, you talk away. How, how's the feeling in in, uh, in in the country as a whole? And obviously you've said yourself you're not feeling the most confident, but how, how's the sort of the, the excitement going into World Cup for the first time in, what is it, 50, no, 64 years? Is that right? Something like yeah, the last time qualified was nineteen fifty eight. Oh, seventy four uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we lost to um the eventual winners of Brazil and Pele scored the winner one nil, um, unfortunately, um back then. Um but let's not talk about Welsh history because there isn't that <laughs> there isn't that much to talk about. Um but we're just happy to be there, you know. We're we're a small country that doesn't produce too many football players. Half our squad is, is usually uh, from other countries. Luckily, they're Welsh qualified, but we're you know excited to be there. Um, our, our, we haven't got you know we still got Bale, Ramsey, uh, Joe Allen. They're getting a bit older. You know, Bale's not the same player he was, but you can still depend on him. We saw that and uh, how we qualified him scoring two fantastic free kicks to get us to the World Cup. Um, but we've got a great group of youngsters coming through. Uh, like I said, Dan James, Ethan Ampatu, um, Nico Williams. There's plenty of players coming through. And I think for us, um, our goal is to get out of the group and anything after that would be a bonus. So we'll wait and see, um, really. It, it, it's it's not an easy group. You know, England, a great team. Iran and the US aren't... Um, aren't easy either. I think they're far easier groups. I think this probably is the most competitive competitive group um in the World Cup. Maybe Gargi Group C maybe, but it's gonna be close. Um and we just hope, like I say, we can just get out of the group. Yeah, I think it'd be uh, do you know it'd be nice to see Wales getting out of the group, uh being the first time there, you know, as as we said, since fifty eight. Um I, I always like to see the the home nations do well as much as I'll probably get slagged for that, but um, <laughs> there's just you know there's there's always that little bit more of of excitement when there's a, another home nation at the you know a, a major tournament like I think 
Mm. Uh, so Republic of Ireland have done it a couple of times where they've gone to like a, a World Cup or a Euro and everyone's sort of like, yeah, Republic of, Republic of Ireland they'll do well and then they get knocked out early but everyone's sort of happy for them and the same mm. with the North as well. Isn't that right, Carol? Yeah, well, <laughs> well we've only really got the Euro Euro 2016 tournament to talk about but uh, on that on that note they're, uh, every home nation to an extent, I guess, you could count Ireland as a home nation that that made it to the to the Euros, got through to the round of sixteen, which was a massive achievement then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and that's it. Everyone sort of just it, it, everyone in the country, you know, you flag each other off. But ultimately, it's good to see British teams over other teams, and it almost sounds like I'm, you know, Brexit means Brexit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack, what's your thoughts on um, the Welsh contingent, and how do you see them getting on? Unfortunately, I I don't see them doing too well, um, and I'll, I'll explain why. They they really seem to have like pretty much an, an identical team to the the team they ran at the twenty sixteen Euros, other than the the odd few players that have retired here and they're being replaced by by a youngster. But like they got far in that tournament, but at the same time, it was six years ago, so. Like it's just gonna be a, a completely different kettle of fish. Um, I don't know what they've got. Obviously, different managers since then, different, different ways of setting up the team. But a lot, a lot of the um, reliance is gonna be on on players that were were sort of carrying the team at, at that tournament, like like Gareth Bale and um, uh, uh, I guess Wayne Hennessy to an extent. He did pretty well then, even though that was before the. They'll uh, good old salute the uh, debacle, <laughs> but um, uh, Aaron Ramsey too, of course, can't forget about him. But yes, yeah, because it'll be interesting to see how they do. I don't think they're going to do that well, but at the same time, they're going to be playing with no pressure on on any of their shoulders because making it to the World Cup itself is a massive achievement, and that cannot be like especially a European team making it. Like there's so many, <laughs> so many European teams it, that always almost make it but are never quite there due to how the quality in the european um group uh, qualifiers are but wales just making it i think good enough for them and i don't think um a group stage knockouts anything to be to be snuffed at anything to, to cry about but i i think it'll be more of get a get a few goals get a decent result against iran and just uh Go, go from there if we get knocked out so be it if, if we don't then it's a, it's a huge bonus as, as Ollie said yeah I, I think you've absolutely nailed it on the head um, I think we'll, we'll touch on Wales a little bit more shortly because we need to talk about that game um, but you know what that moves us nicely on to Iran and I think it's again one of those teams that, that people are looking at as, a, as an easy victory but if I'm being brutally honest I, I don't necessarily see it as that situation um, they've, they've recently brought back uh, Carlos Queiroz is their manager again. Uh, I think it was only last month or a couple of months ago that they brought him back, but um, had a very successful tenure. Sort of, um, I think it was what during the twenty tens. I'm, I'm sure he took them to to multiple World Cups if I can remember correctly. Um, twenty, what fourteen and eighteen? I'm sure he took them to. Um, so he managed to get that team working yep. well. Um, they have got some decent players in that squad as well now. It's not a case of, you know, ha, 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 it's Iran, what are they going to do? You know, they've, they've got players that are playing at decent teams in Europe now, and I think the the, the big name from them probably is uh, Taremi that plays for Porto. Um, and I think, is it 
uh, as Moon plays for Leverkusen, I'm sure it is. And then they've got the boy that used to play for Brighton. Yeah, as, as Moon. As Moon, uh, yeah. Plays for Leverkusen. Yep, that's... Used yep. to play for um, the St. Petersburg in Russia. Yes, he did. Yes. Um, and then they've also got the boy um, that didn't work out at Brighton, ja, Jahan, Jahan Bakash. Jahan Bash, yeah. Yeah. Um, who, again, is he's a decent technical player. So they have got some talent there. Um I mean, in, in, in terms of yourself, Jack, what's what's your thought on the reigning contingent there? Um, yeah, sort of, I sort of agree about yeah. Um, Jahan Bash, I think, I believe he's playing for Feyenoord now in the Eredivisie. I'm not sure how he's doing though, but you know, it's still still a respectable league to be playing in with a, a respectable team that's won won a, a league like not a, not that long ago. But yeah, they've got they've got some good attacking players in there that like. A lot of people you'd say would have heard of. Um, you got them, the, obviously the players you mentioned with um, uh, Tarami bagging in goals at Porto. I swear every every time I turn around, he's got he's got a hat trick for Porto. Yeah, yeah, but... he he could genuinely be the big big danger in in the, that World Cup group for everybody if he gets firing early. Yeah, uh, I I definitely agree with that. But you sort of look to the other end of the spectrum, and that's that's their their defense. They do have a, a couple more known defenders. Um, you have um, a high Safi, I believe his name is a uh, plays for the Athens, Athens. Uh, team in Greece. Yeah, and they have, a, they have a few European players in in defense. Um, but I don't I don't think they have uh, just enough quality to. To um, beat teams in, in, within their group, but I, I don't see them doing awfully. Um, they, they did they put a respectable performance up against the Spain and Portugal four years ago, which I know was four years ago, but still, like their their team hasn't changed as much since then, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. When they've got that experience in the last the last two World Cups, so it's going to be their third in a row. So it's there's nothing to um, to snuff your nose up at. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Ollie, your thoughts on on Iran? Yeah, like like Jack said, it's, it's difficult to judge them if you just look at their uh, the the games they played over the last two years. They're not playing um, very many big teams, so it's difficult to judge them on that. You know, they don't play many European teams very often, let alone um, South American teams or any sort of bigger teams. I think they played Uruguay recently and won uh, in a friendly, but. Those two upfront players in uh, Taremi and Asmoon, you know, you look at their goal scoring record. I think they've scored in every um, every third game they've played um, with how many caps they've got. So definitely two guys to, to keep an eye on. Um, and like like you said, uh, if they can get flying early, you know, they're a dangerous team. But again, it, it's difficult to judge um, them. It's because it, it's, obviously there's only a limited. Um, teams they play um, with with regard to their location, so you know it'd be great to, to see them do well, especially if they beat England. Um, but that's a, that'll be a difficult one, obviously, with the England team. But yeah, I think they'll get at least one win um, against either probably Wales or or the US. Um, and if they get through the group, you know, I'm sure that's a bonus for them as well. Yeah, um, but I think we need to go into the other the other team in the group. The last of the, the the four nations, and that is the United States, and this this is a difficult one because on paper that U.S. squad looks like they have tons of 
potential. They've got some really good players in their squad. And, it, you know, you look at it on paper, as I say, it looks like a team that could actually really go far. But then when you sort of see them playing, they look a little bit... I wouldn't say lost, but they sort of just look a bit all over the place. They're sort of... They're, 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 things are working, but not all at the same time. That sort of uh, identity is what I understand from it. Um, Ollie, I'll come to you first. What, what's, what's your mm-hmm. initial thoughts on that USA team? I think, like like you mentioned, they've got some fantastic names in that squad. Players playing all through Europe in the top divisions. But the way they play is just it's boring football. They're not pushing enough uh, up front. You know, if you look at their qualifying campaign, they finished um, third, the, the last team to, to qualify, um, if I remember correctly, behind Canada and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they did struggle. And, you know, Canada... Um, not to disrespect them, but they've been poor for a long time and that to top the group um, is amazing. And, you know, recently they got, I, I watched the highlights of, uh, when they played Japan. It obviously, it's a friendly, it's difficult to judge, but Japan walked all over them. It should have been five or six goals. Um, so I think it's their, 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 their coach, um, Berhalter, I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't the best guy in the world to pick. And yeah, I think, they they always get out. If I, if I remember correctly, the last couple of World Cups they've got out of the group, but I think this time around they could finish bottom with the way they're coached. They shouldn't do. The US are just a sleeping giant, you know. I guess difficult because obviously there's so many sports in America, but with the player pool they have and the potential in that team, maybe they not won't win it, but they definitely could go far if they're coached properly and have the right mentality. But I don't think they've got it this time around. I think they might struggle a little bit. I, I'm in complete agreement with you, but um, Jack, what what is your your thoughts on this squad? It's you know obviously always touched a little bit on it, but I know for a fact you want to go in depth on some of the players have got perhaps. Oh, I was a wee bit annoyed that Ollie used the term "sleeping giant" because I was safe that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no problem. But yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe the the US men's team at the minute, and the, that is sleeping giant. They've got so many players coming through that are either early 20s or late teens and I'm sure they'll have quite a lot of players that, that fit that bill going into this tournament but like looking at their recent call-ups earlier and uh, I'm struggling to see anyone over 30 or over 25 for that matter I think there's only a handful of them and that, that's really good for them going forward but I don't know if that's good for them going into this tournament I, I think personally that they, they might make it out of the group stage but making it any further is going to be a struggle they don't have that many leaders in the team which is can be an issue and as a, a famous defender I don't know you might not have heard of him said you, you don't you don't win anything with kids um, <laughs> as much as I, I, I hate that state that statement I think it's true for the international stage and you, you sort of need a bit of maturity in there amongst amongst the, the young creative guys you need a few old heads in there Um but they don't seem to have many of them and that could be a struggle for this tournament. But I think that the the next World Cup four years from now is a a very different story, but we're not here to talk about that World Cup. And for for the uh, US men's team, this tournament, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, um, sleeping giant is definitely the word to be used about the US men's team. Watch this space, basically. Yeah, I, I, I'll touch a little bit more on it as well. I, I think the fact that they've got um, 
you know, I sort of think through that squad, and, and and there's a few players that you know maybe people don't always think of, but obviously, um, I think Weston McKinney's probably the big name in that team now compared to potentially what they were. Him and Pulisic probably the big two. Um, the the LeBron James of soccer, apparently he's called. Um, <laughs> obviously Timothy Weah is 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 playing there. Um, he's, where is he now? He's in Lille, isn't he? Um, yeah, he is. And then you've got the the, the Premier League pairing of um. Ah, uh, what's his name? Brendan Aronson, Aronson. and yeah. uh, Tyler and Adams. Adams at Leeds. Who, let's be honest, the two of them are actually very, very good players. Um, but Aronson mm-hmm. in particular, I, I watched him against uh, Palace when they played earlier in the season, and, and he was a genuinely good player to watch. He was he was aggressive. He was quick. He was technical. He could run with the ball. He could play good passes. He he looks like everything that you need for an attacking player. As you say, you know, if they're not going for attacking football, you just worry about why he's being wasted. And then you look at the back defensively, you think they'd be okay. They've got players like Serginho Dest, who plays at AC Milan now. I think he was at Barcelona before that. Um, you've got Anthony Robinson at uh, Fulham, who he was being hunted by AC Milan as well a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. Um, so you've got yeah. some, some decent players in that back line. And then uh, Chris Richards, who. Palace signed from Bayern Munich's under twenty one squad, and he's a good player. He's just injured a lot, unfortunately. But um, I, 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 yeah, I think you, you're potentially right in the fact they're missing that little bit of experience. You know that that thirty two year old player that can you know say you know last time we're at the World Cup this happened that happened. It, they've not quite got that, and I do worry for them. Um, and you know what? I've said all that, and I didn't even mention Gio Reyna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it tells you just the depth that they've got in terms of individual players, but as a squad. I think they're probably going to struggle a little bit just now, but you know, you never know where the things can happen. So, um, right, gents, I think it's time to make some predictions. So let me pull up my uh, my table. So obviously, last time we were able to predict the results for Group A, and this time we're going on to Group B, and we're going to start off with England versus Iran. So Jack, first, what do you think the score will be in that game? Oh, um, so I, as as much as I I shot on England earlier. Um, I, I do think they'll they'll still have a an all right tournament, because they're looking at their group. Like if they do get knocked out, then yeah, it's just curtains for Southgate. But yeah, I think starting off, uh, I'll go with um two uh, two nil over Iran. Will be a, well, the best game to watch, but uh, they'll probably grind out the result and get it done. Which the realistic they should be beaten teams like Iran with a four or five, but yeah, I'm going to say two now. Very fair. Um, Oli, who do you, what do you think about that game, first of all? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a fairly straightforward uh, win for England, even with the problems. You'd be quite the upset if uh, Iran managed to get something from it. Uh, so for me, it, it's a it's a 3-1 win for England. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 3-1. I think I, I agree with Ollie. I think the two goal, you're, you're right in the fact that they're going to, you know, win by two goals. I think 3-1. I just think that the the boy, um, the place for Porto, whose name I've already forgotten, Tarami. Um, Tarami, yep, yeah. He will, I think he will score at least two or three goals in this group. So I'm, I'm going to back him yeah. to, to score against England. I think, you know, if he's going against Harry Maguire, I made my point clear on Harry Maguire already. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So, Ollie, I'm going to give you first dibs on this one. USA versus Wales. Um, I'm 
going to say two all. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Bale and Kiefer Moore get a goal for Wales. Um, but yeah, I think Wales and and the US are on a fairly equal playing field at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think obviously if if they both face each other in the next World Cup, it'd be a different story. Um, for for Wales and I think probably US would, would beat us. But uh, yeah, I think two two for that one. And Jack, what's your thoughts on that one? I completely agree. I I think it'll be two two as well. I think uh, US will come out of the, the block strong. They'll go they'll go one nil up, maybe two nil up, and then once it gets to that stage of the game where there's tired youngsters on the pitch, they don't have, don't have that much experience to go off, and they just start leaking goals. And uh, Wales Wales do have a lot of experienced heads in that team, and they'll take advantage of the fact and they'll they'll grab a couple and they'll grab a point from their opener. Okay, I'm going to put down 2-2 because both of you are in agreement on that one, so that makes my life much easier. Um, okay, so we move on to the next one, and it is uh, the old enemies, England versus the United States of America. Jack, go for it. What do you think? I think it'll be a very similar game to the first for, for the US. I think they're going to come out strong, and they're going to go 1-0 up, but I think uh, similar to the Wales game, they're just going to lose their heads. They're going to get complacent, and then England are going to strike, and they're going to they're going to win that one two one. Okay. Um. And how about yourself, Ollie? Um. I'd love for a repeat repeat of twenty ten, oh. uh, where it was one all, and Rob Green uh, dropped the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, he got jabalanied. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um. I th- I think it's going to be close to them than than the we initially thought because obviously both teams would have um warmed up already with one game um a piece so um oh no wait england and the us are the first game isn't it yes no it's the uh, second game second game my, my mistake um yeah do you know what I, i'm i'm gonna say one all i think the us after their first game will will be ready to go and i think i think that england usa rivalry is getting bigger and bigger every year um, I think TikTok's not helping with that, but yeah, I think uh, I think one all for me. Oh, right. Do I go for a, an England winner? Do I go for a draw? That's what I have the choice of. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the draw on this one. I I I I, I worry that England big game, uh, not even big game, small game mentality, and they'll just falter under the pressure. I, I think Jack, you're right. I think the USA will start strong. I think England will grab that goal, but I think USA will probably hold on for that 1-1 draw. So that's what I'm going to go with on that one. Um, Okay, so then on to the final group games. Jack, you take it away, good sir. You know what game it is. Do we not do the Wales-Iran game for uh, group the second That's a good point. That's a good point. I completely forgot to put that one in, didn't I? Do you know what it is? It's because, right... The way that the thing's set, Wales is actually set like before the Group A games. So actually, I forgot about that. So Ollie, go on. Uh, Wales are on. Uh Yeah, I think this is where we get our, our only win in the group. Um, 2-1 to Wales. Um, Bale and Kiefer Moore once again. Or maybe Dan James. Um, nice. Yeah, I think this is our real opportunity. We need to push for this one. I, I'd say Iran probably the weakest team in the group. Um, so to, to get a win here would, would be good. Okay. Um, right, we'll try that again then. Jack, what do you think for this game first? Um, 
I think I think it's going to be quite the opposite. I think it's going to be Iran are going to get their their only points of the group here, and they're going to they're going to beat Wales one nil um, with a goal uh, from Tarami to get his uh, his second of the tournament. And I think it's going to be similar. Like Wales are going to be coming across similar to the US game. They're going to be expecting the game to come to them, but Iran get get their early goal, and then they just shut up shop. And Wales can't do much about it because they're trying to trying to play the game similar to the first group game but it's just not come off them and by the time it gets it gets to that it's just too late for them to come back and it's going to be a 1-0 win for Iran okay right oh man you put me under pressure here um what way did I go with this one did I go Wales did I go Iran did I go Wales did I go Iran or you meet in the middle and go for I it. I am going to meet in the middle. I am actually going to be that person. I, I, I had in my head one one before you started talking, either of you, and I feel like that both teams are good enough to score, but I don't think they'll quite do enough to beat each other. So I'm going to go with a draw on that one. I'm going to going to take it out both your hands and put meet in the middle. Um, right, this one. You know what I'm going to do actually, Ollie, you go first. I'll mm. go next, and Jack can have the final call on it. Yeah sure thing uh wales england um it's it, it i think it it really depends on how the group's gone already because at this point both teams could be wiped out and that day that's tournament over with um or it could be the complete opposite and both teams are fighting for the last the, the top spot in the group um as much as it pains me to say i think we will lose i think england's just you know it's what was it 50 million versus 3 million people you know it's it's England's England's game to lose really and um, yeah I think it'll be a repeat of the last time we played each other in a, in a tournament and it'll be um, 2-1 to England Interesting um, I, I'm I'm going to go for an England win I'm going to gonna back the boys this time I think I can see them ending strong I think quicker start I think they go aggressive this game because I think if, if what we've predicted is correct which Obviously, because we've predicted it, it is correct. Um, England would go into this game two points ahead of Wales and the USA. So a, a win would be the minimum. If they lost this, it could be curtains for the tournament. So I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 3-0 England. Ouch. Right, Jack. All on you. Well, uh, I think it's got to be an England win. Um, I don't think it'll be as as dominant as that, but if they are two points ahead of Wales, they do have something on the line. Especially if if they they lose in US win their game, they finish third. It's as simple as that. But they, they'll maybe get a bit too overconfident. They might leak a goal, and I, I think if there were to leak a goal, it would be it'd be from a like a, a quick counter from Dan James and big old good good old Harry Potter bringing them down in the penalty area and giving giving them a penalty for Vale to to slot away but then I think England do come back and win that game I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm going to say 3-1 England 3-1 England it is then um, and then the final game of the group USA versus Iran um, yeah, go on. whatever result whatever result means Wales go through a second uh, I don't mind <laughs> <laughs> Um. There isn't a situation where that can happen, based oh. on what we have, because uh, are we are we accumulating it, are we? Yeah, because technically in the uh, group okay. it would be a case of 
Wales would be on two points going into this final game. Uh, yeah, and so would USA because USA technically we said two draws. Okay. Um, for them, for them to come second, they would need USA to lose. But if Iran won, they would jump USA or uh-huh. they'd jump Wales. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those ones where, unless you know what has happened beforehand, it's difficult to to judge it. Um, I think US should pip that just on quality. Um, I know we're talking about how they match up and how they um, how the team work together. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but for, for me, it, it should realistically be the US winning that game against Iran. Uh-huh. And what you saying? How many goals? Oh, um, let's go. Um, I think two 0 The US got enough decent defenders to to stop the um, the two uh, good Iranian um, strikers. Yeah, perfect. Um, and lastly, Jack, what's your prediction on this one? I'm I'm going to go a bit off the curve. I think we're going to have our first really high scoring fun game of the tournament, and I'm going to say I'm going to say five two USA. I think they're gonna they're gonna find their confidence, learn from their mistakes from the first two games. They're gonna smash the goals in, but they're still gonna leak a couple to, to the likes of Tarami and uh, Asmoon. They're gonna get get their their three three or four goals for for the tournament. And they're gonna go home happy enough. But uh, yeah, I think USA are gonna win that one five two. Okay, I'm gonna take you down a few goals, but I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a high scoring game, right? I'll say four one. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right in the fact that I think that yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit of attacking game. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. I I I see the US going all all out and just scoring for fun against the Iranian team with their their pace and the youth as well. I think that'll be a massive advantage for them. So, um, yeah, we'll go go with that. So, from those results, that means that what we're saying is England go through top of the group. I doubt it. Um, USA go through second uh, on five points Wales will finish third on two points and then Iran will finish bottom with a solitary point Um, which means that the knockout stage would be Netherlands versus United States England versus Senegal I can see that happening Mm. absolutely that that pains me to think just in in my dreamland where Wales come second in, in all this, we had to play Holland. <laughs> twice to Holland recently, conceding goals uh-huh. after the 90-minute point. So, um, yeah, maybe best if we do bow out gracefully in third place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway, I think we've talked enough for this one. We expect this one to be a bumper podcast, and it was. Um, obviously, with the fact that it is England, we had to talk a little bit more about it. So, um, Ollie, thank you very much for joining myself and Jack. Um, it's been good having you and I hope you enjoyed yourself as well yeah cheers thanks for having me guys perfect and we will be um, talking about group C next so um, if you want to tune into that then please uh, you know finish listening to this one and then move on to the next one thank you <laughs>